Welcome to Multiversal Q. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And we're here to talk about the comic multiverse. Today is our first foray into the DC multiverse with the Elseworlds title, The Nail, and Another Nail. Yes, JLA The Nail and Another Nail were written and penciled by Alan Davis, inked by Mark Farmer, lettered by Pat Prentice, and then you have two different uh, colorists. You have Patricia Mulville for The Nail and John Lays for Another Nail. And now originally these issues were uh, two separate miniseries that were released in a series of sort of smaller trades. Uh, and there were three issues each. And this was back when they were still doing the Elseworlds line and this is one of the ones that actually stayed around, even though ironically it had no number within the DC multiverse. Though one of the things that recently showed up in Convergence is, oh, apparently Brainiac has destroyed a bunch of worlds and put them into glass cities so it might survive there, but that's neither here nor there. We'll let you know about that in several, several months. When I feel like diving into the horror pit show slash... Uh, asylum films uh, version of multiversity that is convergence. Though there are a few series I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Looking at. Yeah, my liberal comic shop owner he said he read the issue zero and he said it sucked. Yeah. I, but we also talked about the point of how most issue zeros are a waste of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, this one gave the basic idea, but the way that I have, uh, I've heard people talk about it is if you read DC Comics, you already know what everything's about. The main thing is, oh, there's only one Brainiac, but he exists in all universes, and waving my hands on the oh, Nice. Yeah, getting back to the nail, the basic uh, premise comes from this old poem that's like, For want of a nail, a horse didn't get a shoe, for want of a horse, a knight didn't ride into battle, and blah blah blah. And ultimately, the battle's lost, all for the lack of a nail. And here we start with uh, Jonathan uh, Kent. Pa Kent's tired getting popped by a nail. So he stays in and has sex instead of finding Superman. And so we flash forward... So now nail has two meanings yeah. for the book. And, uh... <laughs> 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 oh, we are five years old. <laughs> yep. But we flash forward to the modern day where we see, uh... WGBS, which is the Galaxy Broadcasting System, if you're familiar with the Marvel, or with the DC Universe. Uh, this is the company that Morgan Edge ran, and he was the evil guy who sometimes worked with Darkseid. This is a totalitarian utopia, where Lex Luthor is the mayor of Metropolis, and vigilantes and superpowered people are illegal. Basically, I mean, the way I kind of, it's more like a utopian version of what we see in the book Watchmen. Just with the way that you have people protesting the capes and everything, and just like wanting it to be kind of like taking away their power, just because this one's a little bit different since they're metahumans rather than just creepy costume vigilantes. But or it's all about aliens. yeah, or they're aliens, and like that's one of the big things because the Justice League that we have here is Wonder Woman, Adam, Flash, Aquaman, Hawkwoman, Greg Lantern, Batman, and Martian Manhunter. And because you don't have Superman, you don't really have that face 
So maybe without Superman, the Daily Planet failed, and that's why it's a galaxy broadcasting system. And also you have uh, Lex Luthor's pal, Jimmy Olsen. And they do this great flashback to, like, all of the random transformations he did, like Turtle Boy. Yes. Oh, I love, yeah, I did love how Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen is basically still canon, but I guess now every universe. It is the best, and, uh... But no Super Dickery. So I guess that would be a couple of great issues of a lot be lost there. Yeah. But, uh, now Jimmy Olsen is the deputy mayor, and he's very anti-superhero as well, because... He's like, oh, I've made, I've made mistakes in the past. I'm Jimmy Olsen. I'm an ugly red-headed stepchild. And the other superhero, or former superhero who's really against uh, superheroes now is Green Arrow. Because he got his butt kicked by Amazo. Which he's like the which, David Zucker of superheroes. Except for at the same time, it's like it was also his fault. Because in another note, you see how that all plays out more, yeah. and it was his reckless actions because Hawkman in this universe is also dead, mm -hmm. and it was because of Green Arrow's actions that Hawkman is dead. So, and then he gets his ass handed to him immediately after Hawkman tries to save his life. Yeah. So it's just like, no, Green Arrow, you have no one but to blame but yourself. But you know who isn't dead in these? Aquaman and his glorious hair. It's true. And... So the entire Justice League is viewed with suspicion because they ain't human. They ain't from around here. And because Lex Luthor has been shown to be so successful in his management of Metropolis, which I think there would definitely be a whole bunch of legislation that would make what he's done impossible because there's like gates that you have to enter into to get into the city and it's like crossing a border. Um, I basically took it as Lex Luthor has made his own country. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and his president mayor for life. Yes. Is it? Uh, he might have my vote, I mean. Like, the economy is booming, crime is down. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, like, there's a lot of questionable things, but at the same time, no, he has done a fantastic things for Metropolis. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Justice League is trying to figure out what to do. And so Greg Lantern has hired Lois Lane to be their press agent, and without Clark Kent really... The competition, she is more or less a freelance agent getting around everything, or getting around all the time they need. And some of the Justice League feel that Luthor's campaign and the general feelings of animosity against superpowered people is part of a greater conspiracy. Basically. Or that's in there, but I guess that's also kind of how I get feeling all these Watchmen flashbacks they keep talking about conspiracies. Yeah. Much in the same vein of Rorschach with someone's gonna. Capes. If this one came out before Watchmen, I think, or if this was held with the same regard as Watchmen, I kind of love that because this doesn't do the comics have to be super serious, comics need to have rape to be serious, comics need to have murder to be serious. I mean, there's definitely grim moments in here, but it's never, it doesn't lose the superhero color in play. And it lives in a world where it's fine to have all your crazy space stuff. Yeah. And your crazy magic stuff, instead of saying superheroes ruin everything. Um, and we also get a whole bunch of uh, cameos and other teams, like the Outsiders show up. And so you've got Black Lightning, Shade the Changing Man, Katana, Black Canary, Geoforce, and uh, 
They're looking for Metamorpho, who's disappeared. I thought the Outsiders were like the weirdest group, at least, the way that they talked. It was just the way that Alan Davis wrote them. Because to me, it was like they were playing like an RP- like a live-action RPG. They're like, oh no, look over there, it looks like a mountain. There's a door, now it's not a mountain. I'm gonna go use this attack power. It's like they just kept like calling out every like little millisecond move they were making. Like they were telling some overlord dungeon master what they were going to do next. Yeah, though it's not everyone who does that, which is, I guess, makes it a bit better. It's not like the Justice League were doing that, or... Yeah, it was only the Outsiders. Yeah, or one of the other teams that we see, the Doom Patrol. Maybe we should have called ourselves the Doomed Patrol. They were called the Doom Patrol because they were always ready to die in their missions and to sacrifice their lives, so... And here, uh... It was a reference to the book. What Star Sapphire tells them when she takes the crap out of them. Uh, but yeah, they are attacked by something, and while they're trying to fight back, all that in all that the people outside see is, "Hey, those Doom Patrol guys are causing a lot of destruction. Let's hate on superheroes more!" Yay! Yay! Which is honestly pretty par for the course for a lot of Doom Patrol stories. And uh, meanwhile, Greg Lantern is still trying to find out what is going on, and he tries to charge his battery, but uh, he can't. And he finds out that there's this giant uh, space shield sucking energy from around the Earth, thanks to help from Star Sapphire. And they also find Adam Strange's body! Yay! It's kind of been floating in space. Yeah, for a few months. And uh, we end up cutting over to Apocalypse, where, and I do love that they put in the Jack Kirby stuff, even though it doesn't really pay off in this first book. Uh, uh, Darkseid pretty much uh, tried to attack uh, Earth like he's always doing. Something hit Apocalypse back, and uh, so now Darkseid has captured uh, Mr. Miracle and Big Barda, and Metron shows up and he's like, Darkseid, there is something bigger going on. Darkseid's like, oh, shut the hell up. And, uh, declares war on your genesis. He's just mad because someone probably hit him back. He's like that boy on the playground who is all tough and big. Second someone throws some dirt at his face, starts to cry. Well, his face does look like it's carved out of dirt. That's true. And, uh, the last big thing in the first book is, uh, Batman. I was going to say, there's the whole Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Uh, and that starts off in such a weird place, because I guess Catwoman is at Arkham Asylum, and she's talking to her doctor, but she's in her costume, and the costume at that time was so bad. It's just like a purple body stocking. Yeah. I mean... Nothing about it is like the cat at all. Yeah, it's just sexy lady. And uh, one of the other things that we see is that uh, Commissioner Gordon is dead, and so it's now Commissioner Bullock, which is great. Surprisingly, Commissioner Bullock is not hating on the bats, so... No, he he really doesn't hate on the bats. I mean, he's one of the people who understands. Yeah, but I mean, but he's like a full-fledged supporter. Mm-hmm. Like, he's basically like the new Gordon in that respect. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that Joker and the Batman rogues have been attacking the Asylum... And so Batman, Batwoman, and Robin show up, 
and there's this weird force field outside of Arkham Asylum. And they go in a fight. Batman is sort of doing well, and then Joker's like, hey, look what I have. Death gloves! Zap! And, uh, Batwoman and Robin are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Right in front of Batman. Oh, and Batman tries to close his eyes, and Joker's like, nope, open. And, uh, Catwoman is able to rescue him, but Batman just finally breaks and kills the Joker. And apparently this is a thing that everyone on the TV has a problem with. But we Yeah, I thought that was so weird. Well, the way that they sell it, because we see in the beginning of the next volume, is that Batman has just gone crazy, burned down Arkham Asylum, and killed everyone inside. Which, I mean, I guess, but... And there's a few of those discrediting the superheroes where it's just like, is everyone just, like, really stupid or something? Yeah, we don't really see a lot of the man-on-the-street reaction beyond a few scenes, and... Yeah, yeah maybe one of the weaknesses. Like, that was something that we saw in Watchmen a lot. Yes, which I did like. Mm-hmm. And, uh... So, the second one is Catwoman trying to help Batman get back. Which she's like, hey, you know it'd be a great idea to help Batman? Dress up in a sexy version of the costume of his young dead ward. I mean, technically it got him going again, because he paid attention Crazy. then. Crazy. Yep. Oh, I meant it that way. Okay. And uh, so as a result, uh, the Justice League is seen as an active threat, and because of this growing war on Apocalypse, all the Greg Lanterns are being called out there. And uh, meanwhile, our Greg Lantern, is, uh, he's pretty up on the idea that an alien is trying to take over the Earth. And he's investigating the shield, and he sees that the energy from his ring is being sucked back to a building on Earth. And he's like, hey, I should probably follow that energy. And then it's like, oh no, it's a trap! Uh, it's a trap! <laughs> thank you. And all of a sudden his ring just starts going crazy and he's getting attacked by Major Disaster and Count Vertigo! Yep. And this looks like one giant acid trip. Yeah, and then, uh... Grey Lantern's like, hey, you can't make me dizzy if I close my eyes and just imagine punching you. But by the time that he's uh, knocked out the bad guys, the news is watching and it's horrible. Green Lantern's going on a rampage. Yep. Oh no. Flash, meanwhile, is doing great Flash stuff. I mean, I do love the Flash in this series because he's given... Fun stuff to do when he gets to run around a lot. Yep. Which, you, you never really see Superman doing that same sort of surveying in comics. Nope. Or at least not to my knowledge. But he's trying to check out every supervillain base that he's aware of. And everyone's dead. Until he gets to Ra's al Ghul. He's about to be dead. Mm-hmm. But he manages to save him in time by doing... Which, if any of you guys watched the Flash television show in the last couple weeks, which is now dated this episode terribly, where Barry phases through concrete wall, that's what he does. To a Mazo. Yeah. He just grabs a Mazo's brain out. Just goes, boop. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roz is like, thank you, 
speedy detective. Now, come in my spaceship and join me and I'll give you a position of power in the New World Order. <laughs> well, he's more of, you know, maybe, you know, speedy detective, maybe it was not a great idea to fight all the other villains because we thought it was a good time to fight each other because we got weakened and then Amazo killed most of us. Oh, Amazo. And, uh, Adam is on a similar quest. Uh, he's trying to hunt down the Thinker, who... The Thinker never really made it to, uh, the DC Animated Universe, so... Uh, he's found dead, and, uh, he finds out that the Thinker has also been following the same clues. Everyone's following the same clues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, magically, no one has, like, solved anything. Well, it's partially the world, and I mean, you have to have some pretty far-out-there searches going on to find it. Yeah, that's true. But then, yeah, after that, then we have Metamorpho. Mm-hmm. Has attacked this, uh, the TV station, where Perry White and Lex Luthor are about to be conducting an interview. Perry is killed, and Luthor is... Conked in the head. Yeah, conked in the head. Injured, but not dead. Jimmy's freaking out, as per usual, Jimmy. And, uh, Metamorpho, uh, gets away there. And, uh, Jimmy mentions a government research facility in Smallville. And, uh, so Lois ends up heading out there. And she finds out that this is where all the supervillains and superheroes are being tested on by Professor Hamilton. And it's like, oh yeah, everything is fine and kosher here. You don't see the death pits and all the horrible things going on. Would you like to see the death pits and all the horrible things going on? If you do, you need to talk to Lana Lang. We'll give you a uh, card that leads you to the Kent family farm. Yep. And uh, Lisa, er, and Lois goes to the Kent farm and she finds out that they've been helping the refugee heroes, and learns that Lex Luthor isn't really in control of the entire operation that's going on. Nope. Which is a great twist, because, I mean, this is a very Lex Luthor plot. Oh, totally Lex Luthor plot. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole making people afraid of aliens and having attacks is pretty much Mark Wade's birthright. And, uh... Especially because, I mean, yeah, because not only... Is he now the head mayor, but also all of the equipment that is used to hunt down all the superpowered uh, heroes and villains are all sponsored, or like are all funded by LexCorp. Mm-hmm. So not only is he getting more and more power, but he's also getting a pretty nice size kickback. Yeah. And uh, we also get a brief scene of Aquaman fighting with Orm uh, because someone has been stealing aquatic life and polluting. And looting and polluting is not the way. So here's what Aquaman has to say. Power is yours! Yes. And, uh, back at the Arctic, uh, the Outsiders end up finding Simon Stagg and Java dead. Poor Simon Stagg and Java. Simon Stagg's just getting killed left and right recently. He is, and I mean, he's a great person, first because of the horrible hair, and then because he's a cranky old man who, as soon as he's dead, really loses a lot of the disputes that he had with Metamorpho. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing I'm sad about in The Flash. Or, and because they did Java wrong. Yeah. Java's supposed to be a caveman who's unfrozen. 
Still, though. Yeah, but Simon Stagg just had to get snatched. Dr. Wells. And uh, they found that... Uh, they they find the Fortress of Solitude, and it's somehow drawing energy from Earth's magnetic core, but something attacks them, and they get knocked out. And... Uh, we sort of end with Martian Manhunter in disguise as a lady. And I, I think the guy who he's uh, meeting with, uh, Joe Silver, is supposed to resemble someone, but I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't have any recollection yeah. of who it should be. But uh, Martian or Metamorpho attacks, Martian Manhunter tries to stop him, and Metamorpho reveals that he's been blackmailed into doing this because they've got Sapphire Stag and poor James Woods died. Yep. And uh, Martian Manhunter is really angry. Uh, he sees that uh, Lex Luthor or Lex Score has made the items that uh, caused him to go crazy. And as he continues to look for more information, he finds what looks to be Starro the Conqueror inside the lab. And he's like, "What?" And that ends the second book. Yep. And. One of the great things that I love about these books is that they're constantly like adding in more and more of the DC universe. And so this one starts with the magical side uh, with uh, Deadman, Etrigan the Demon, Phantom Stranger, and Doctor Fate. We were like, hey, we probably should help that world because if it gets any worse, we're all sort of screwed out here. Spectre's like, nah, you can't. AK smile, guys. But then Wonder Woman gets to go do her awesome fun job at the White House. Because everyone still seems to like her. Yeah, well, I mean, she's a government representative. Uh, Themyscira, I guess, is actually recognized here as opposed to Atlantis. And, yeah, she's in, she ends up meeting the cast of Swamp Thing. Uh, Matt Cable, Abigail Cable, and Dr. Alec Ho uh, Holland. Who are working on a bio-restorative formula and they're like hey uh we need a copy of your dna to see if you're an alien you know <gasps> he's like fuck that mm-hmm but then ba-boom white house blows up and and all the metal men are there yes and then they kind of kill each other yeah the metal men are the metal men are Easy bosses to fight, but I mean... They keep shooting at Wonder Woman. She keeps bouncing off the bullets with her bracelets, and it keeps shooting the other metal men <laughs> until they're all dead. Being a liquid at room temperature isn't going to help anybody, Mercury. Nope. And then she ends up getting knocked out by something called a Liberator. We learned from Lex Luthor that the Liberators are robots who were made by Professor Hamilton and Doc Magnus, inventor of the metal men, to save the world. They're basically going to be the Iron Legion. <laughs> and then you have Heart Girl, who's decided, screw this. She decides that she's going to leave. Also, I love how it keeps flipping back and forth on whether she's referred to as Hot Girl or Hot Woman. Yeah. It, it's like, pick one and stick with it. Yeah, I mean, Hot Girl, she's not a girl at all, I mean. No. I mean, it depends. I mean, what? What year did this come out? Uh, this was in the early 2000s. The only thing I can say there, they're probably trying to stick with Hot Girl because 
most of the cast, with the exception of the Adam one of the mainstays from the Justice League cartoon, yeah. where she was referred to as Hot Girl for that thing. So I guess if you're trying to appeal it to kids, obviously, granted, they should be able to figure it out. But yeah, I can see that as one reason. Yeah, uh, she's dealing with her crisis of faith over what's going on. She's like, hey, there's people who are in danger from a fire. I'm going to save them. And she saves them, and the people are like, yeah, we knew that all superheroes weren't bad. So I guess this is the one moment where we get that sort of man-on-the-street opinion. But then I guess that was my big problem, is everyone's just like, we never believed it. I'm just like, but for the last two and a half books, they've just been forcing it down our throat of everyone hates the superheroes. Mm-hmm. Where there is enough of a loud minority. Yeah. And uh, the people are like, hey, police, don't arrest her. And she's like, yeah, thank you guys. And then... The liberators come and knock her out. Yep. Yeah. Those liberators will show you to stand up for your basic human rights. Yeah. The liberators are like the DM trying to all drag you into the final conclusion because you're trying to do your own. The liberators are the railroad. Yes. And um, because Green Lantern investigates and discovers that the Green Lantern or the liberators rather are Bizarros. Bizarros. Because since Pa and Ma Kent did not find little Clark Kent in his little pod, Lex Luthor finds the pod. And he finds Kryptonian DNA. And he starts quoting the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lois Lane is uh, back at LexCorp. She's trying to threaten Jimmy into helping, and he's trying to talk to Luthor. She finds the uh, Starro as well, except it's Crypto combined, Crypto the Superdoll combined with a Starro Starfish. And it turns out that, uh, oh snap, Jimmy Olsen is evil as hell. Because Lex Luthor was trying to basically create Kryptonians. Yeah. And kept grafting it onto people and he grafted it onto Jimmy. And thanks to all the misadventures of Jimmy Olsen and Lex Luthor's pal Jimmy Olsen, he's able to actually withstand the Kryptonian DNA. And so now that we've got our really big uh, reveal, all of the team starts to join up. So Flash and Adam have uh, ended up breaking into uh, the Smallville Research Facility. Uh, They meet up with Batman and Batwoman slash Batwoman slash that costume is still not good. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... That's stupid than the Michelle Pfeiffer costume. Or the Darwin Cook one. Or the Batman Animated Series one. Yeah. I guess Something that makes her look like a cat, like this one, it's just like... It's a purple body stocking. It has nothing feline about it. But, uh, Jimmy starts transforming and he becomes a true Kryptonian. And he's like, hey, so since I've sealed off the world, and since I've killed off most of the superheroes or I've trapped most of them, now I'm going to become the king of the world! Oh, Jimmy. When we redheads ever learn, you will never rule the world. Oh. And, uh, the Justice League are free. They're freeing everyone in the labs. And Jimmy's like, hey, let's just start punching each other. And, uh, so Batman starts punching him. He's getting his bones broken because he's punching... The Kryptonian, and so Greg Lantern's like, hey, I'm going to help you punch even harder. And, and gives him his power. And then the fight goes even further. 
And then they end up on the set of Witness. <laughs> yeah, they end up on a uh, Amish farm. And uh, Jimmy Olsen bumps into the sky. He's like, hey, I don't like bumping into you. I'm going to burn your face off with laser vision. And he does. <laughs> and he burns off his Amish beard. And oh, lo and behold, it's Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a ridiculous moment to talk about. But uh, all I can think about is I had gone to New York uh, before Man of Steel came out. And they had all these ads. And it's like, how does Superman shave? He has an evil Jimmy Olsen with Kryptonian powers laser his face until it's hairless. Also, couldn't he just do it himself? Just like look in a mirror and just bounce it off? Yeah, th- I think that's how they explained that he did it. I didn't, I didn't like Man of Steel. No one so. likes Man of Steel. Well, correction, a lot of people like Man of Steel, and they're wrong. A lot of people are wrong about Superman who like Man of Steel. And uh, so, yeah, Clark or uh, Superman is like, hey, Ma and Paul, can I fight this evil guy? Or, well, mother and father, can I fight this evil intruder? No, son, because we are Amish. And Jimmy just... Uncle Owen! Emperor! <laughs> he just kills them. And, uh... Superman they have skeletons now on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just picks up, and uh, Superman's like, okay, yeah, uh, this is not going to work. And so they start doing their Dragon Ball Z punching fight, and Jimmy starts turning into a bizarro. And then all he is, is dust and wind. Because the graph never really worked. It just stuck with him. It just kind of worked. Yeah. Like, Jimmy, wouldn't you have tested that on yourself? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Because you're Jimmy Olsen. And then uh, Greg Lantern's like, hey, everybody, I shut down the wall. And Adam's like, hey, everybody, I freed all those prisoners. What do we need to do now? Nothing. We're done. Yeah. And so ends the book. Well. Except for actually it's the Adam who shuts down the what he Yeah, that's why it's said. He didn't. He Greg Lantern shuts down. He shuts down the space wall, and then Adam frees all the prisoners. So. And, uh, so yeah. I read it this morning. <laughs> the kids end up adopting Superman. Uh, Batman sort of... That was, like, weird and came out of nowhere. Oh, hello there, mysterious, like, adult male stranger. Do well, you want to come home with us? Well, they have been bringing in all the other abandoned superheroes, and they have seen his Amish parents get lasered to death. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, he is a grown man. Yeah. He doesn't need someone to adopt him. But he, he's from a different world. And uh, Batman ends up surrounding her. The Amish surrounding. is not a different world, please. And uh, Batman ends up surrendering, surrendering himself to the court. And they're like, you killed the Joker who killed pretty much everyone in the prison. You were doing this in self-defense. Get out of here. Stop wasting our time. Batman's like, fine. If you're going to put me in jail, I'm going to quit the Justice League. And yeah, now we have a Superman. Aww. Now we have a Superman. And uh, that leads us into another nail. Yeah, And, uh, we start off with... Star Wars The Adventure. Yes. Uh, we get the continuation of the New Genesis and Apocalypse War, where it 
is just growing in scale, it's consuming worlds, and the Greg Lantern Corps are getting involved, but they aren't really stopping anything. And Darkseid still has Mr. Miracle, Big Bardo, Metron, and I think Ogron, who's presumably dead. Yes. And Apocalypse is starting to lose, and uh, Mr. Miracle just dies. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Guardians go to meet Highfather, because Darkseid has been building a super doomsday weapon. It's like, hey, we need to get that final movement in there. And he, uh, Darkseid has constructed the Omega Doom that will kill everyone. And he's like, hey, sir, hello, trusted advisors. I'm going to harness your life force, because I am Darkseid. So he just absorbs all of their energy, killing them. Darkseid is just the best villain. He is a good villain. Yeah. And, uh... During this war, one of the Greg Lanterns gets shanked. Yeah. And Big Barda gets the ring. And we find out that uh, Mr. Miracle's consciousness got preserved inside of her armor. Mm-hmm. Which I'll accept because mother boxes. Yeah. And uh, so now uh, Big Barda becomes a Greg Lantern. And, and Mr. Mr. Miracle's Miracle now. construct. Yeah. And also he is all over her body. And she ends up using uh, the technology to save all the lanterns and uh, new Genesians who were on Apocalypse at the time. They all escape. Uh, Mr. Miracle sets up the bomb to kill Darkseid, and Darkseid's like, No, only I could have saved the universe. And then it explodes. Darkseid's dead. And that is how you open That's it. That's how the book ends. Yes. Series over. Good night, guys. <laughs> yes. And but actually, Green Lantern's like, why am I showing you this really old movie? Because apparently someone was filming the entire thing. Because I was like uh, Jimmy Woo in Superman. You were like M11, the robot, because you have no emotions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was like, first off, it was like, one was like, why am I showing you this ancient movie? It's like, first off, who filmed this entire thing? And then more importantly, second of all, this was like less than a year ago. Mother box technology, Devin. Mother box technology. But still, just like, this wasn't even a year ago. This is not some ancient, like, war that you're, like, passing down to generations to generations. Would you not want that on video, though? I mean, I would. Yeah. But it keeps talking about it being, like, some ancient thing that, like, happened forever ago. Well, this was, like, the end of a war that has been going on before man has existed. That's true. And but Greg Lantern didn't get to participate in said war because he was too busy being stopped by Jimmy Olsen. Yes. And uh, he is bringing this up, though, because something is sapping power from the Greg Lantern battery. And nobody's he doesn't know Yeah. And, and he thinks, conspiracy! Yeah. Because apparently in this universe, conspiracies are everywhere. They are, though. And... Uh, so we have our new Justice League. They've got a satellite in space now. And it's Hawkwoman, Martian Manhunter, Superman, Aquaman and his less beautiful hair, Flash, Adam, Greg Lantern, and Wonder Woman. Because Batman quit. And, uh... Yeah, they didn't really seem to get many new members. Oh, speaking of membership, though, it should be mentioned that Jimmy Olsen 
is super pissed about the fact that he did not get into the Justice League. Yeah, all those times that he had powers before. That was part of his... He was pretty much uh, the nerdy kid from Megamind. Yeah. Oh, Megamind. Um, yeah. Superman has to go out and make a public appearance, and apparently in Amish school you aren't really taught to do that, and so it's like, thank you all for giving me this reward. I must go. My planet needs me. He had the fantastic Billy Bob Thornton got a Golden Glow speech. So you're pretty much going to get in trouble for anything that you say, so I'll just say thanks. Yes. And uh, the team is watching Lois on the news, and we see some of the other stuff that Superman's been up to. He's been fighting Starro, he's been fighting Brainiac, and... And we start getting to the parts where I, reasons I don't like Superman, which is a one-man army, and it's just like, nothing can stop you. Well, Martian Manhunter is pretty much the same, except he can also transform, and he can turn transparent. Well, he can get his ass kicked so much easier than it is for With Superman. Fire. Yeah, it, it depends on the challenge that you're throwing up against Superman. Especially, too, because they don't even factor um, kryptonite into this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they still give him reasonable challenges. Um, yeah, and so we're also getting checkups on the other part of the team. Batman's in a training montage, but he's still having nightmares. Uh, Green Lantern, or, uh, Green Arrow is in the hospital and he's... Dying. Yep. Dying montage! But he's still angry about everything. And still thinks everyone's an alien, he's trying Mm -hmm. to kill him. Basically, he is the Tom Cruise of this universe. Well, I said, uh... He's the one Zucker brother who went on to direct American Carol. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. He stopped being fun when he started going crazy. And uh, we also have Dr. Fate teaming up with the Outsiders plus Star Sapphire as they're at the pyramid where Metamorpho... Oh, Sapphire setting, not Star Sapphire. Where uh, Metamorpho got his powers. They're trying to bring him back. And instead they open up a nexus to hell. Yay! Yay! And meanwhile, uh, well, they, do, they do pretend they can bring him back. Metamorpho back. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm in hell. James Woods. And then demons. Yes, and then demons. And uh, Big Bard and Mr. Maricor are trying to figure out what's wrong with the battery back on Ella, and they've got no idea. Turns out it's because they kept trying to put double A's into it, when in fact, they needed triple A's. Oh, he's barking. That dog's such an asshole. Fuck that dog. Fuck you, Rosie. You're an asshole dog. <laughs> uh, I want that to be in the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we cut to uh, Greg Lantern. The official time. nemesis of Multiversal Q, Rosie the dog. What about in the universes where Rosie the dog is our greatest ally? No, there's none of those universes. Just like the same universe, just like there's no universe ever where John Oliver is smarter than Stephen Hawking. I don't get that reference. Oh, oh, they were talking about John Oliver had Stephen Hawking on, and they were talking about parallel universes. And John Oliver was like, is there a parallel universe where I'm smarter than you? No. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Greg Lantern is trying to investigate what's happening mystically. Louise turned to Madame Xanadu, and... She basically got shoved a $5 bill by a phantom stranger who told her to lie. 
because a member of the team will die. <gasps> Which one is it going to be? I hope it's not Pons. Poor Pons. Oh, Clone High references. And uh, Superman and Martian Manhunter end up getting into a fight with Despero and Evil Star, who have been sent to test him. Superman beats them back, and uh, there ends up being an explosion because Evil Star has a bunch of midgets who explode. Yeah. I have no. I've. Evil Star is one of those characters who shows up in the animated series, which is where I've got the majority of my DC experience, mm -hmm. and he never really does anything. And so it's like, uh, okay, you can make midgets. Wouldn't it make more sense to just like fire a beam? But yes. Uh, anyways, to me, when I saw them, to me, it was like these are kind of like the exploded midgets from um, Killing Booth. Or no, um, Dark Knight Returns. What exploding midgets from? Yeah, what's they called? Um, when the Joker attacks the carnival. Oh, I there's two little children, but they but they explode. No, I haven't seen that in ages. No, no, the book. Oh, not Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Returns. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I honestly don't remember that. The Miller version. Uh, but yeah. So, the face is collapsing. Uh, all the villagers have escaped, but Superman and Martian Manhunter are trying to stop it, and all of a sudden Superman gets super weak, and it falls. Poor Superman. End book one. Yes. And so, we open up book two with Greg Lantern checking out some other heroes, like Ragman, the Creeper, Wildcat, the female one, and Hawk and Dove, and really nothing gets confirmed beyond... Hey, maybe the new gods have something to do with it. Except for, I don't know, to me, one of the greatest is Hawk and Dove. When they're asked who dark side is, they're, they're just like, I don't even know who that is. I told you! If we ever want to become a member of the JLA, we need to know who the villains are! I told you who dark side is! It, it's fun. And if you guys want to know who the creeper is, the bank manager. Doobie doo. He's the creeper. But the security camera guard catches him with a translucent paper. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. If you ever want to know, we'll have an entire podcast where I just reveal all the endings of Scooby-Doo episodes. <laughs> I don't even need to rewatch or reread them. I just know them. <laughs> are we going to start a podcast called Scooby-Doo, There You Are? Yes. <laughs> but only if we're going for are you? Once we get to the newer stuff... I'm hit or miss. You didn't like Mystery E? No, I did, but I haven't watched those like enough times uh, where I can sit there and say, I know who did it. <laughs> or like I can tell you exactly reasoning and why. Okay. Oh no, Mystery Inc. was great. Yeah. Um, and uh, Lois Lane uh, runs into Greg Lantern, and she's also been looking into the new gods, including the Deep Six. And uh, she reveals that uh, Mr. Miracle and Big Barda when they were still fighting crime on Earth, before he got turned into an energy construct, mm -hmm. uh, they had revealed the existence of the new gods, and they end up heading. Uh, Greg ends up heading to the base of the Doom Patrol, where he runs into Star Sapphire and some others who uh, attack him. He's caught in an energy vortex that uh, 
is just absorbing all the energy, including the life of a negative man. And Robot Man is like, hey, I'm going to try and punch that. And it's like, oh no, there goes all of his energy. <laughs> Robot Man always dies. Oh, Robot Man. He's like Ben Grimm without the durability. Yeah. And uh, the building ends up exploding. He's like the, oh, what, the grasshopper. Well, except that every grasshopper is a new grasshopper. That's true. Oh, that's what um, no, Impossible Man. Yes. Yes. And uh, they end up surviving the explosion, but now they have an energy signature to uh, track down. And Superman and John Johns are just like, hey, do you know what we should do? Vacation montage! Well, because first Superman, they... you have been overexerting yourself. You needed to go sit on a warm beach, take some drinks. And uh, they end up assigning three people two of who I have no idea who they are to uh, sort of fill in the role of Superman. Uh, Halo, Astral Mage, and Firestorm. Yay, Firestorm. Yay. You may remember him from such hit TV shows as The Flash. Yes. And uh, so Superman ends up going to the Kent farm. He's creeping on the Amish. And uh, Lois is like, hey, you know, maybe you need a uh, disguise. And so then you get a disguise montage. Bam! Super burly, pretty much woodsman. Yeah. <laughs> With a big scary beard. He's the, he's the brawny guy. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what he is. And uh, Lois is like, oh, that's not really a good disguise. Less is more. Which, I, I do like that aspect. Uh, if you've ever seen uh, Frank Whiteley's art for All-Star Superman, where he shows the differences between how he draws uh, Superman and Clark Kent, it sells how the disguise would work. Because there's slouch and yeah. the hair. And uh, Lois and Superman end up going out on a date night to see Angel and the Ape. And also playing as Prez and Kamandi, which I would see all of those movies opening day. Oh, absolutely. I feel like that's the universe that Halverson would like to live in. With his favorite films, such as Hail to the Chimp. <laughs> That's what you get for not hailing to the chimp. And uh, Lois and Superman talk about how humanity still is room to grow, and all the while, Eclipso is now being the creeper. Yep. Well, not the creeper, but he's creeping on them. Creep, creep, creep. We end up cutting to Calabac in space uh, with Amazing Grace, who's one of those non-Jack Kirby new god characters. Apparently her whole thing is that she'd build up hope, and then she'd just crush her dreams, which is kind of a great thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, art is floating in space. Mr. Miracle's techno-squeezing her butt because he's part of her costume now, which is weird. They're married, though, so it's okay. Yeah, I mean, they are, like, the best couple, and if there's anyone who could deal with that, it would be those two. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, they end up just beating the heck out of Calabac and Amazing Grace and kidnapping them to New Genesis, where we find out that the Source Wall, which is the source of the power for the New Gods and the Apocalypteans, is also dying. Maybe because Darkseid's dead? Because if you take out the absolute point of evil, everything starts going mm -hmm. down that drain. Let's see, what happened after that? I don't know. Oh, yes. 
So basically, someone is um, they're trying to rebuild a mazo. Mm -hmm. And then bam, up shows Power Drill, Star Sapphire, and other person. Black Orchid. Black Orchid. And yeah, they totally just waste the metal man. <laughs> yeah. And steal Amazo's body. Mm -hmm. Because he can apparently absorb bioenergy now. Mm hmm. He can absorb anything he wants now, apparently. Which is good for Amazo. It he is deserves true. it. And uh, Hawk Woman is uh, investigating again. She runs into a demon. And uh, Zatanna, who I. Looks Asian here, and I couldn't find any like. Uh, did she? Yeah, she looks sort of Asian here. Uh, Let's pull up the book. Where she's just drawn really different, or Zatanna's just drawn really differently than I guess I pictured her at the time. Did you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was thinking of the Dini design. No, yeah, that's fair. But it's just her facial features look really weird. Let's find it in the book. Are you on the right one? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, she totally, yeah, she totally does. Yeah, it, it's, it's one of those weird things because everything else is pretty much on model for the time. and I, I just couldn't find any reference to that costume. Um, yeah, they end up finding Shadow Thief, who's trying oh, to get to away. To be fair, she's only in two panels, so... Yeah. Uh, they end up finding Shadow Thief, who's trying to get away with his haul. He runs through a vortex, and it's like, oh, he's vaporized now. He's dead. Yeah. Now, at the same time, Batman is starting to trip balls and keeps hearing evil Joker laughter. But only Joker, Batman can hear it. And Cat, and, or I guess Batwoman, I was just like... Baz, you trip him. Yeah, there was a great scene because he goes to fight uh, Poison Ivy and she's like, you cannot defeat my plants. And he just shoots uh, a gas canister and she's like, your tear gas has no effect on my plants. And he's like, I didn't use tear gas. And all the plants just die. Yep. And he's chasing after her and he slips on a banana peel. And then here's the Joker laughter. And uh, this is like, why didn't, why does Batman do that more often? With the gas canister. <laughs> well, he, he does pretty regularly, but I mean, poison ivy, I guess, can breed your plants to avoid that. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, uh, meanwhile, Wonder Woman, uh, she's she goes to try and talk to uh, Green Arrow, but Phantom Stranger's like, nope, get out of here. And he sends her to Seacoast Point, where Aquaman is doing something important. He's fighting Slig, one of the Deep Six. And they appeared in, like, one issue of uh, the New Gods comic. And their whole thing was, they can touch stuff and mutate it. And it turns out that he ate the other members of the Deep Six. Which doesn't make sense, because he's literally got a mutated fish squid henchman. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he starts to fight Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman just beats him up, and he's like, well, I'll try and mutate you. And she's like, no, that's not going to work. He's like, well, I'll mutate myself. And he explodes. Yep. It's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. But they do find uh, technology for a robot that looks like a Mazo. But then the base explodes. And the two are sent back in time. 
And they, they say the line, Devin. They say... It's a trap! No, they say... The question isn't, where are we? It's, when are we? Well, they also say it's a trap right there. Mm-hmm. One of them says no, the machinery is activated. It's a trap! I don't know, it's still not quite as great as the time when... uh. Cannonball and, Sun- and Sunspot do it mm-hmm. in Avengers World. Yeah. And, uh. Which pisses off Maria Hill. <laughs> oh, uh, and then magically, what's it called? This is the time, too, when the Flash and the Atom are off doing their own little investigation. Yes, they're, they're being bros running around. Science bros. Mm-hmm. And they end up running into the Injustice Syndicate slash the Crime Syndicate of America. Which is Ultraman, Power Ring, Owlman, Superwoman, and Johnny Quick. Mm-hmm. And they they put up a decent fight, but it turns out that they've actually crossed onto Earth 3 slash Earth 2. It, it, it got confusing. It always gets confusing. Uh, which should not happen, but it has. Nope. And uh, meanwhile, uh, back at Arkham... Uh, they run into Deadman, who's like, hey, so uh, all the planes of reality are in chaos. And Batman's like, okay, well, Deadman, maybe you should go find the Spectre and stop whining to me, Deadman. And it turns out that the Spectre himself is under attack. And it's this great last panel spread of, like, Deadman, Etrigan, like, all these other demons fighting on top of the Spectre. Mm-hmm. And the basic idea is everything is breaking apart forever. Yep. So ends book two. Yeah. And so that brings us to the final one. And uh, we open up with satellite crews. So Halo, Astral Mage, Firestorm. They're like, hey, uh, everything's going crazy. There's a portal. Let's go into it. Oh, Nazi Zeppelins and the Blackhawks. And then, and then uh, Jonah Hex. Space Cabbie, Adam Strange, and Omac, which I, I love all of the uh, cameos and stuff that they got drawn in, especially yeah. Space Cabbie. Yeah. He's a cabbie in space. Catwoman and Batwoman, they run to their demons, and then bam, who should appear but the Joker? Oh no. And uh, the Joker starts beating on Batman, but I guess Batman carries uh, holy water with him. And uh, it, it's enough to break away. Dr. Fate shows up and banishes most of the demons and opens up a pit to hell uh, with help from the outsiders. And Joker's like, well, if I'm going, Bats, I'm taking you to hell with me. Nah. Yeah, actually, and there's like, actually, I want you to stay here. I'm going to take Batwoman with me. And then Batman's like, no! And he tackles Joker into the vortex to hell. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are being chased by dinosaurs. What's here's a dinosaur? A bigger dinosaur! And uh, turns out that is being uh, cast by Princess Projectra, one of the former members of the Legion of Superheroes who got busy with Ultra, formerly Ultra Boy, because they've got kids and they're like, hey, everything is messing up forever. Let's go to the future. The basic idea is... Storms of Ruin, Joni. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Lois and Superman? Totally doing it. And, 
because the storm of reality is getting so bad outside, uh, they have to stop. Eclipso shows up and reveals that Amazing Grace is behind everyone who's been attacking Superman, so Despero, Evil Star, and it's like, oh, okay. Because they were looking for the person, the one who could solve this big multiversal crisis. They think it's Superman, but he's not really the person. Nope. And, uh, so Eclipse is like, I shall kill you all with my Eclipso powers. And instead, Lois and uh, Pa can't beat the shit out of him. Yep. It's beautiful. Like, it's Lois who does most of it, and then he's like, when I get back, I shall break you all. And Pa can's like, we don't like y'all type around here. Get away from my wife and her, I guess. <laughs> yes. And, uh, Doom Patrol and Greg Lantern finally find uh, Star Sapphire's squad, and they're like, we're doing good stuff. And Robot Man is like, hey, I don't care what you say you're doing. I want to fight you. And they get into their big fight, and uh, Greg is like, stop fighting, everyone. And then Black Canary kicks him in the face. Yep. Knocks him out. On New Genesis, they are trying to figure out what uh, Darkseid's super weapon was, and... It looks like Gassad uh, was also designing an Amazo uniform. That doesn't work. Uh, Flash and Adam end up breaking out of uh, the crime syndicate's grip, and they start running through other worlds, including Thunderworld. She'll be covering uh, in a future issue. Yes. Uh, the home of the Inferior Five and a few others. We're trying to wrap this up since this is already a long episode. This is a super long-ass episode. Yeah. Uh... Superman replacement team runs into Zatanna and Hawkwoman. Uh, they find Big Bard and Mr. Miracle, and they discover that uh, this big threat that the One is needed for is uh, fighting the Limbo Cell, which is an infinite creature that leeches energy from everything. Yes. And uh, Darkseid got really angry at it because it was pretty much existing. He tried to destroy it. That didn't work. But uh, the basic technology for his uh, device is what would be able to stop it. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Miracle tries to stop it and instead he, he just almost gets, gets sucked up. Yeah. Then has to hide in the ring because he doesn't want to die. Yeah. And Superman shows up and he's like, hey, maybe I can solve this. Hey, he tries and then he starts getting his life force sucked out. Yeah. And we come back to Greg Lantern and Canary's like, hey, so you know how we've got this, uh, we've got Green Arrow here his body's broken, but his mind's still okay, and he's apologizing, and he feels bad for what happened. We've also got this amazing body that we can put his brain into. So let's do that. And uh, Greg's like, I don't trust you. And Amazo's like, hey, I'm alive now. I'm going to punch stuff. And, uh, and he flies up to the big cell and sees Superman getting his life force drained, so he grabs it and pulls him out. And because Amazo is able to power or is able to copy the powers off of uh, anything, he's able to use the Limbo Cell's powers to give Superman his life force back. And and then because he wants to prove to everyone that he's Green Arrow, still, ping, and his beard's there. <laughs> yes, and he ends up growing to a giant size. Apologizes for all the stupid stuff that he did, and then he forms a giant magic bow and shoots Darkseid's uh, weapon into the nucleus of the Limbo Cell, killing it. And killing him as well. Mm -hmm. 
Meanwhile, on the highway to hell, Joker's still holding on to uh, Batman, and all of a sudden, the ghost of Robin reaches after Batman and saves him, and uh, Batman is saved from going to hell, and he somehow reappears back on the real world. Yep. And he's like, hey, since uh, the Justice League, or since uh, Joker's in hell, and I feel that justice has been served, I guess I'm back on the Justice League. And then Flash and Adam are like, hey guys, all the multiverse is falling apart. They're like, we know. And they really don't have anything to do. And then everyone cue Triangle Smiles. Triangle Smiles, yeah. Devin pointed out how their smiles really don't look. They're creepy. They're all weird. <sighs> Considering how long it took to get through all of this, I... I guess there's a lot more events happening in this than I might say there is in Age of Ultron. Like, this is a very compressed story. Mm -hmm. I would love more events that are like this, where if these six issues were the main book, and then you had all that spinoff stuff. Oh, yeah. That could be great. That would be amazing. I mean, like here, everyone had stuff to do for the most part. Everyone had, like, sub-stories that could be expanded on, but you still got the full story by reading the main book. Like, this is a really good story. Yes, I would agree. But because our episode is already running quite a bit longer than normal, uh, we are going to skip our reader question for this week. And, uh... Sorry, Nick. We'll yeah. come to you next time. Yeah, that's what you get for... Our apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time. I don't get that reference. The Jimmy Kimmel reference. He says that at the end of every episode. Oh. Or um, Matt Damon will never be on the show. Except that one time it was. Okay. Uh, yeah. We are sort of left with a reversion to the status quo. But, like, there's enough changes that it feels like the story actually had weight and meaning. And, I mean, you've lost Green Arrow, who could... Presumably come back because he's a robot. Yep. Well, his brain got vaporized, though. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it did a great job of building that climax and actually feeling like there was things in danger. Yeah. My only thing, though, except for they kept building up the fact that one of them was going to die, mm -hmm. the fact that it was Green Arrow, to me, was a bit of a cop-out because, like, I never thought he was a member of the team. Yeah. He was angry the entire time. Yeah, it was like, he was just like, he was basically Alan Moore of that universe. Pumps! <laughs> Being grumpy and angry at all moments of the day. And, like, he got his ass kicked way before the storyline ever takes place. Yeah. And also, I mean, the, my other thing, too, is I thought, as good as the second volume was, I thought it was a little bit convoluted at times, which I agree. I feel like it could have used with some more fleshing out of other storylines. What do you mean by convoluted? I just, I just think there are, like, gaps that, like, some things didn't necessarily make sense. Yeah, a lot of it was just... Everything... They're trying to cram such a huge story into three tiny issues. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to cram this into a single episode. Which, I mean, I feel like the listener can even understand. I mean... Yeah. The storyline was a bit more straightforward with the first one. Well, I, I felt that it was a bit more strangely structured because we organized our stories so that you knew what each group was doing. Yeah. And in the second book, you have more of that. Like, in, the, uh, in another nail, you have more of you're following strict path lines for each, like, yeah. arc. But, yeah, it was, uh, 
Also, yeah. my other thing too was is my, I mean, I'm not the biggest Superman fan, mm-hmm. so I really also liked the first book too because I thought this was like a good Elseworld of you got to see a world where there was no Superman mm-hmm. and how that greatly affected everything. Yeah. Where if the second volume it was, then you basically just come to it. It, it kind of has gone back to the status quo of the normal yeah. DC universe. Sure, Superman's like more rusty. I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing right away, but. To me, it's basically just like Superman the early years. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I'm really happy with the story. Yeah, for not liking DC, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and it was something where, like, there maybe were a few characters who you had no idea who they were. Like Black Orchid. I have no idea who okay. Black Orchid is beyond Neil Gaiman had done a story with her. I thought it was a little strange that Super, or not the Super Girl, the Power, Power Girl appeared. Girl. Because her entire character is based off the fact that she wants to emulate Superman. Yep. yep. But he hasn't really been around. Yeah. That's kind of hard. Comics, everybody. Um, I also did love Superman's explanation for his costume. Which was, oh, um... Yeah, oh, Ma Kent made it for me and I didn't want to be rude, so I put it on. <laughs> which is a very Superman thing. <laughs> yep. Which, if we had slightly more Randy, Ma, and Pa Ken, because they never had a kid, and I guess they never would have stopped. It would have been great to see a sexy Superman costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, where would you put this on the list of multiverses? I mean, I really like this. It's a dense universe. I might put this uh, under Avengers fighting Galactus and... Uh, above Identity Wars. I mean, yeah. there is a lot going on here. I would agree with that. Okay. So, in our number three spot is Justice League The Nail, which has no idea, or which has no universal identifier. Nope. Well, they don't really use the number. Well, I mean, they do use the numbers a lot in DC, but like... It's a little different since there can only be 52 of them technically. Yeah, sometime we'll have to do a uh, question segment where I try and explain that because it is weird, but it makes sense, but it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. We are Multiversal Q. I'm Devin. I'm Luke. Uh, you can find our podcast on Automatic, Stitcher, iTunes, and... Our website. Yes, which is multiversalq.com, and our Twitter, which is at multiversalq. Uh, did we get our Facebook ready yet, or do you need No, it? no, I haven't gotten the Facebook ready yet, but we will have a Facebook at some point. And probably a Tumblr. Yeah. And uh, one of these things that I'm hoping to do when I have some more free time <laughs> is do visual companions to go with the posts. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, if you do have questions that you would like us to answer, or... Uh, universes that you'd like us to add to our list of Trials of the Multiverse. Uh, you can send that in through the social medias that we found. Uh, if you want to personally contact me on Twitter, I'm at Coltreg, K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And I'm at Fredo Fett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Uh, next week, we are going to be tackling the Trial of the Phoenix with special pitch hitter characters, the Exiles. And what is the second story arc? Of the Exiles. Volume 1. Yep. And, uh, yeah. For now. And they'll be better because there's no more Magnus. Yes.
Uh, until then, we are Multiversal Q, your guide to comic book multiverse, now in podcast form. Imperious Rex!